Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. When you look at the statistics of black and brown incomes, they are increasing, but they're not where whites are. And so as we become the majority of the country, it's important that the country recognizes and makes investments so that we can continue to thrive. We all generate income that's taxes that is paid to the government that helps us to live a great life. And so it is in our, our country's best interest to offer help, to have platforms like us, to communities that have been ignored or purposely not permitted to come in and get service so that our families can do better and then our country can do better as well. And that is really the core of what we're trying to solve here. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. 
Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Calvin, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. I would love to have you start off with an introduction of who you are and what you do. Of course. Thank you again for having me. My name is Calvin Williams, the founder of Freeman Capital, where we are making wealth building easy by giving folk the three steps they need each month to build their wealth. Okay. Love it. All right. So we need so many more people who are from communities of color targeting us for wealth building conversations, right? Because I yeah. feel like this is not something that I grew up talking about. Is yeah. it something that you grew up talking about? Well, I think that that's, that's where I'm a little bit fortunate because to a degree I did. So I can remember, and this is very unique, at least in my own community, where I can remember being a teenager and knowing like how much my parents made. Like they were transparent with it. Like they showed me their successes, their failures. I remember when Christmas was a little slim and they <laughs> explained to me what, you know, what happened. So they gave me that insight. And it was and it was even so much so that when I was a teenager and I wanted to borrow money from my dad, I had to sign a loan agreement. So they kind of trained me and kind of indoctrinated me into the world of finance and why you never want to default on, on a loan as well. So. That's really interesting. Do you have any context as to what your parents grew up learning about money that made them be like that with you? Yeah, I think that they both were raised by their grandparents. And so that makes it a little bit different. And on my father's side was a great grandparents, the one who I named the company after, George and Evelyn Freeman. And I think that that understanding of finance coming out of the depression and just all of that. And then I think that my parents and I thank God for them because they've tried to be as forward leaning as possible. And so, you know, they're transparent when it needs to be. And so they just saw that this would help me. And so that's kind of where we are now. Me and my sister, excuse me, I want to disrespect her. No, that's awesome. And I think it's just such a testament to how powerful financial literacy can be and mm-hmm. how it can be the most priceless gift that you can pass on, right? Besides the house and the money and all that stuff, like just giving your kids that, those tools that they need to then have that foundation, I think is something that we can all strive to achieve. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So from what I know about you, you've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So talk me through what that initial journey was and how you ended up becoming the founder and CEO of Freeman Capital. Yeah. And there, I I really have to give credit to my mom for that. They pushed me early on to try things. So I can remember having a lawn care business when I was a kid and I remember cutting grass for 20 bucks and then realizing that I'm cutting grass all day long. I'm developing like hay fever because it's all that going. Uh, And so that's when I realized, okay, how can I do this better? 
And I think that that was one of the first things. Then I moved into building websites and that's why at a very young age and I began to get contracts with churches, with businesses. And so just getting that opportunity still in high school to provide a service and then to then what I moved from where it was me doing all of the work, then hiring people to do the work. So it just taught me very early on the power of building systems that are scalable. And that's really what catapulted me forward. I love that. So did you go to college or did you just go straight out of high school into entrepreneurship? No, no. So I went to North Carolina A&T State University, uh, majored in computer science. And that's actually where I got recruited by the Department of Defense to build top secret computer programs as like a 17-year-old. So it was a pretty cool experience. That's awesome. And so how did you make the transition from working for the Defense Department to now founding your own company? It was very interesting how that all came to be. I had done that for a number of years, great work, but because of the secrecy of the work, it kind of forced me to do something else because you could only do that. And so then when I'm in college for the rest of my years, I went back to my roots, began to build websites and web applications for the university. We went on to be the preferred vendor for websites across the university when I was just a junior. And so then like I was, oh, well, I can just do this full time. And I wanted to drop out. And my parents were like, you are not Bill Gates. You <laughs> will finish this degree because we said so. Uh, there are a lot of spirited debates around that. But I'm thankful that they made me do it, though, to be honest. When I was graduating, I had to make a choice. Do I go back to DOD or do I continue to do what I'm doing now and run this business? And I took the leap to run the business. And I did that for almost a decade uh, before I sold that to my partner. Mm hmm. That's incredible. And so the business was the website building business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have all this experience in tech. Now, how did you bridge that experience with now wanting to create a tool that could help people in your community start building wealth? Great question. And really what it came down to was once I had what I felt was a exit until uh, I went to try and find a wealth manager and I really, they were like, you're broke. Like you can't even talk to us about anything. Like what's going on here, bro? But when that happened, I was like, oh, like there's real levels to wealth and you can't even get in the door unless you already have wealth. And so went on, I worked for another startup in the DMV in uh, Maryland. And then I came back to North Carolina, worked at Lincoln Financial. And that's when I began to get more into the financial space. I helped to run a program of projects where we built a bunch of digital apps. And I really realized there as well, like there are true hard and fast levels in the market, that there are business rules to not serve regular people with high touch services. They're mm. deemed as unprofitable. They're not valuable customers. And so for me, I was like, okay, but this is my community. And then the thing is that because I went to an HBCU, that's what North Carolina A&T is, a predominantly black school, I saw all of these black and brown people doing so well. But then when you turn on the TV, it's like, we're all doing so bad. So there was a dichotomy that I lived through. Like I had friends who were principals at, you know, top, accounting firms at Amazon, like they're doing amazing work. Like, but there, but like there's this stereotype that we're broke, that we don't invest. So that began to really stick with me. And then the problem came, how can we give people the advice they need to build wealth? And mm. that is what became the kind of the genesis of Freeman Capital. I love that. So tell us about the features that you get when you access Freeman Capital. Like what is it actually doing to serve yeah. the users? Yeah, great question. And it really comes down to one main point. Most folk are focused on investing as solving the wealth gap. If you just invest more, you'll be all right. The problem, though, is that if you're a first-time investor, 
you know, now it's never been easier to make an investment and never been easier to make a bad financial decision. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on right now. Vanguard even put out a study and they quantified the impact of a financial advisor. It was 3% per year added to net returns. You take that over 30 years, getting advice on what to do, how to manage your income, your cash flow, all of these things, that can double a person's net worth. So as we work to close the wealth gap, this is what we are doing, is that people get to work one-on-one with a financial planner. We cover everything from improving cash flow to debt to retirement to investing to alternate investments all the way up into insurance, estate planning, and wills. Comprehensive financial planning. And then each month, we make it super simple. You do these three things, your net worth should increase. You should be better off this month than you were at the end of last last month. And we keep that compounding month over month. Mm. Yeah, that's an incredible resource to have access to because one of the things that you were mentioning earlier is that a lot of these traditional wealth management companies won't even talk to you unless you have, you know, at least $250,000, maybe 500,000. And so how low of the benchmark do you have to be to be able to be a customer for Freeman Capital? And what do the fees look like? I've never been good at limbo, but we're going all, all, all the way down to the floor. Like we have clients who come to us with zero in assets or they're all negative. They got you know, a whole bunch of loans. And the way that we set up our fees, it's like a cell phone bill. Mm. So it's 50 bucks per month and you can unsubscribe at any time. We keep the customer empowered. And so as long as you can afford 50 bucks, then you can at least get started. And then that month, it's our goal that you walk away with something that is going to change your financial life, and then you'll be better the next month. That's why you know 98% of our users stay with us month over month. Hmm. That's a really powerful testament to the quality of the services that you're offering. And I think it's I'm so glad that you're talking about this because you're right. A lot of people are focusing just on the asset accumulation phase, mm-hmm. right? Of just like getting your money invested, et cetera, et cetera. But there reaches a certain point where just continuing to throw money in the market is not a holistic financial plan. You have to know what you're investing in, how you're optimizing it for taxes, how you're thinking about that generational wealth transfer. Like there's so many more things. And that's something that I've personally been exploring now as someone who has reached a point where I have enough invested, but I don't really feel like I'm doing the best job with it because I'm just DIYing it and just having those experts in place. I think there's a lot of shaming of people for like not being able to do the DIY. What do you think that comes from? So I think that one, we as a culture have this mentality of we have to pull ourselves up from our own bootstraps. And that spans everything. Like, oh, you're getting help. I mean, like, I get therapy. I got an appointment on Wednesday. And I'm not ashamed of that, right? Like getting help has been shame, which is ridiculous because we all need help. Like it's physically impossible to pull yourself up by your own <laughs> bootstrap. Why do we keep saying that? Right. So yeah. for us, I think that especially financially. It is culturally acceptable to go to a doctor and get help when you know your leg is broke. And because the business model of the industry did not support helping people who are just building wealth, there was no incentive for them to build one to help people. And so for us, it is my focus that, you know, my son, that he'll have friends to play with that are also doing well. You know, our country as a whole is browning. So when you look at the statistics of Black and brown incomes, they are increasing, but they're not where whites are. And so, but as we become the majority of the country, 
it's important that the country recognizes and makes investments so that we can continue to thrive. Because we're very, very like simple with it, you know, we all generate income that's taxes that is paid to the government that helps us to live a great life. And so it is in our, our country's best interest to offer help to have platforms like us, to communities that have been ignored or purposely not permitted to come in and get service so that our families can do better and then our country can do better as well. And that is really the core of what we're trying to solve here. Mm, Yeah, I love that sentiment. Now, I would ask you, what would your response be to a number of financial influencers that say, all you got to do is just automate your investing, put whatever X amount of money into an S&P 500 fund, into a total market fund, and you're good to go. You don't need a financial advisor. It's a waste of money. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Yeah, so that's a real easy thing that I would say is that how many people do we know? And a report just came out recently that said that you have people making a quarter of a million bucks and still living check to check. Mm-hmm. What a financial advisor helps someone do, and especially here at Freeman, is we help our clients see and change the behaviors so that they can build wealth because it comes down more to investing. If you are investing and your emergency fund is jacked up or your retirements aren't right or you have no plan to pass it on and you aren't insured right, investing is one piece of the puzzle, but it's not everything. I understand why they say that because from the traditional investment perspective, financial advisors, they would gather money and put them into an investment. DIY, that's don't need that, right? But when you talk about financial planning, 
they cover everything. And so mm-hmm. that is what we do. So we even recommend our clients to invest with apps like Betterment. And you can do that with our platform. That's fine. So we are in support of that. And then we want to help you change the behaviors to build a wealth mindset and then wealth behaviors to be in a better situation. Mm, yeah, I love that. It really is about that holistic planning. It's just, there are so many different elements. And I think that's one of the things that overwhelms people, right? Is just feeling like they're never going to be proficient in finances because it's just like, there are so many things to think about. So what do you tell folks that are having those overwhelming feelings around making the decision to start prioritizing their wealth? One of the first questions that we ask when someone signs up is, what is your anxiety level around finances Mm. because finances are more than just dollars and cents. They are emotions. I can remember asking for like McDonald's food and hear like, we don't have McDonald's money. It's like, there's like these emotional triggers that come up as a result of finances. And so building wealth is more than just the financial part. You have to heal and then work through some, some of those behaviors. And that is really where we focus. And so for us, That is so important that it is okay to feel anxious and let's work through that. And then we don't overwhelm you. That's why we only give you three things to do at one time. Mm. You go see a, a, you know, a, a traditional financial planner. You pay thousands of dollars upfront. You get a 10 to 50 page document. Like, what are you supposed to do with this? Like, no, (laughs) give me the three things to do right now and then help me to do each one of these things. Then we see the anxieties drop, confidence rise, and then they snowball toward building wealth and not from it. Mm-hmm. And so do folks get access to like an actual live person that they can connect with? They get a live human being that they can connect with through chat. They, they can schedule Zoom calls. They can do it on their schedule and it goes on from there. Awesome. That sounds incredible. Okay. So let's talk about your journey as an entrepreneur in this business, right? Because I know that you have done venture capital fundraising. Is that correct? So I think there's a lot of mystery around that process too. And there's folks who want to know what that looks like. So what has your journey been for you know raising capital for your business and putting your idea out there? Yeah. So when I first had this idea, no one wanted to invest with it because it's just an idea. So I basically took half of my salary for three years and invested it into the business. And then that's what got us enough proof. And we built up a email list and a following that then I could begin to take on some friends and family investments. So I began to pitch to folks who knew me from college and knew me professionally. And then I could begin to hire a few folks to work on behalf. And so for me, what I had to do was I had to put in my own money first because no one else would. Then I had to raise through friends and family, which which that is a challenge when your friends and family are statistically not as wealthy as mm-hmm. white people, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I look at some of the apps that we compete with. They have friends and family checks of like $3 million, what they raise in their friends and family <laughs> around, you know? Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, I'm getting $5,000 checks right now. So it's <laughs> like, we in a, we in a different ballpark. And I'm going to come back to that point because it actually hurts you a bit later on. Then we were able to get into some accelerators to get some credibility. Still didn't raise any real money, quote unquote, uh, like VC money. Then another year passes, we get through more of those accelerators to help us build out some relationships. Because really building, raising capital has more to do with relationships than it does with the quality of your product and team. Mm-hmm. And But it takes time to build those relationships where people can see, but you know what? 
I believe in you. I'll back you. Because mm-hmm. when a VC writes a check, that check is their job. And so there's level of trust there. And then finally got to the point where, yes, now we have raised millions in VC money, but still it pales in comparison to what our, you know, what our competition has done, which is actually in my positive spin, it gives us a edge in building a better company because we're forced to be more scrappy and not wasteful. Hmm. So in those initial phases, when you were investing your own money, what were those investments in? Yeah. So initially what I was paying for was for, uh, so I built the first version of the platform just as a prototype. Then I hired folks to build a better version. I hired marketing people. Uh, in the beginning, I was like, I want to try and pay people to do work as best as I can because there's always a stereotype about, you know, that they, they, they don't pay well. And then I ran out of money. So then I had to raise money and then we went on from there. But initially it was like marketing people, like my content writer who is still with us today and I love her for it, the rest of our marketing team, and then some of our technology team as well. Okay. And over what time span has it been since you started the initial or since the idea began to where you are today? Yeah. So, and this is the first time I've said this out loud, but it's kind of regretful. That's the word that I can say, but it's been seven years. So wow. it just popped up on LinkedIn. People were all saying, congratulations on your history. I was like, thanks. I'm, <laughs> I'm thankful because most businesses don't you know, stay in that long. But then it's also like, I wish it wouldn't have taken so long. Mm. And I underestimated how long it would take, especially in a regulated field that has extremely high hurdles. And when you are in the VC space, and this is really kind of, this hurts people of uh, color because so few dollars come to us, it might take us longer to do the same amount of work, right? That's one thing. But then you are judged against your competition who got more funding and could go faster. So we both raised $3 million. You do it in one year. It takes me five years they're going to say, oh, well, you're slow. I'm not slow. It's just I didn't raise all of my money at one time. Mm -hmm. And so the fundraising journey and VC is very interesting. I am thankful and grateful to still be here because many firms have shut down. But um, it's definitely a really interesting perspective. Yeah. That type of endurance, I don't think is something that a lot of people understand is required when they first become entrepreneurs. And so what would you tell to those new aspiring entrepreneurs that are just like, they're in that excited phase where they have their idea, but they have no idea what's waiting for them? Yeah. So I could tell them my part and they of course heard some of them, but a book that I read when I was 16, is called Accidental Empires. It tells the story of Silicon Valley success stories and some failures. And it basically says that it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, I look at these seven years, I was like, all right, I got three more to go. And the thing that happens during those 10 years is that you actually learn how to do your job, your business, or whatever it is, right? And so we've now gotten better at it. And so now we're primed to go. So, you know, folks who are going to do this journey, yes, some folk pop overnight, quote unquote, but just be ready for 10 years of your life being in the mud. <laughs> and then it's kind of like a bamboo tree, which I, you know, my son's into trees and nature. So, you know, a bamboo tree, like I think it grows underground for five years. And then in like six months, it sprouts up. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's being an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. It is really just signing up for a lot of 
the unknown, right? And I think one of the things that I have found personally for entrepreneurship is that it makes you confront every limiting belief you've ever had about yourself, right? Because that confidence will be, will go into question. Your self-doubt will become your best friend. Your inner critic is always showing up. So what has that journey been like for you from the mindset perspective? That's why I'm in therapy, okay? <laughs> what do you think That's I'm real talk. Though, That's that? real talk. Because, no, but I mean, I think that entrepreneurship is the most extreme and best way for self-development. Yeah. Because if you are successful, and if you're not like cheating and being a bad person, kind of like if you're, like, if you're trying to do it and be a good person, your weaknesses will be on display. Mm-hmm. And there is feedback from your customers, from your team, from your investors. If like you hear multiple people say like, you know, you 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 always cut me off. I'm tired of, of talking to you, right? You're going to hear that and like, you're going to lose deals. And so, it's like, oh shoot, I lost money. And so it's like a constant way to learn where are you bad? You know, where <laughs> do you need to improve? And yeah. so, you know, for me, you know, I'm working more on strategy because I've seen well weaknesses that I have made. I'm trying to treat all people better. And so I think that entrepreneurship is a wonderful tool to develop your soul and spirit because it's going to put your weaknesses on display if you can face them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's your ultimate vision for Freeman Capital? For me, I am looking forward to the day to when it's been like 20 years in the future and now everyone has a financial planner. But the part that I'm excited for is like when a teacher can tell her kids like, hey, I, I want to introduce you to my financial planner. Mm. That's what I'm really like. Those little moments Folks who have regular jobs that, you know, aren't targeted by the wealth management industry, like, hey, this is my wealth manager. He, she has helped us get to where we are. And now you are my next generation. That moment, I don't know. I probably need to talk to the marketing team like to coin that, but I'm looking forward to those types of moments. So where you got everyday people like, hey, my wealth manager has helped us out, son, daughter, whatever. Here is now your now. Now it's time for you to carry this baton to the next level. That's what I'm looking forward to, and what really motivates me to keep going. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the day that these conversations around building wealth are so normalized in our community. And I thank you for the work that you're doing. So, for folks that want to find out more about Freeman Capital, sign up. Where's the best place for us to go? Best place is freemancapital.co. That's freemancapital.com, but no M, so just .co. And then you can go in there, you can sign up, and you can have an intro call, and you can uh, begin to work with your planner as, as soon as tomorrow. Excellent. Calvin, thank you so much for the work that you do. You are truly inspiring, and I can't wait for folks to tune into this episode. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. 
This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.